You know that friend that is always so smiley and happy and you just feel better about doing life when you're around them? That is exactly today's guest and my friend, Lindsay House. You all are going to be able to just hear her joy through your earbuds. Lindsay lives in Arkansas. She's a wife and a mom of four. She is a registered dietitian, a trainer, and accountability coach. She is the author of the book, Direction, Not Perfection, and the host of her own podcast by the same name, which you all need to queue up. Get excited to hear our chat about asking for help, the grace to say no, not feeling selfish, to put yourself first, and so much more. If you've ever felt like you are exhausted and cannot do it all, but you just want to feel good about the time you're spending on yourself, this is your episode. Come on, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, who once lost me on a Disney bus at midnight, Jennifer Zumbiel. Yep, she's telling the truth. Maybe it's a story for another podcast episode. Let's just put it this way. I was the woman in the dark on the Disney bus screaming, Can anyone see a child who's about six years old with a gray sweatshirt with sparkles on it? She was located before we got dropped at our hotel. All was good. Right, Anna? Yes. This To Gather for Family Dinner review comes from a 14-year-old girl who stopped me at an event and said to me, thank you so much for making this game. It was so neat to sit at dinner the other night and have my dad tell me something that he had never told me before about how I helped our family so much because I'm so easygoing. It was so neat to hear him say those words to me. Isn't that just the most special thing? You all, these stickers are so unintimidating. All you do is peel one and whatever it says, you say it. So if it says, tell your middle child what makes them valuable to your family and you are dad, you will say it. And can you even imagine how taller everyone stands during those days when they hear these wonderful words? Thank you to this girl and all of you who let us know how these stickers impact your families. Please keep the reviews coming. Leave them on our podcast or our Facebook page or just send me a quick message. Hey, Lindsay. I'm so excited for you to be here. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Oh, hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. You are welcome. I you are on my list of my very favorite people to interview for this new podcast. And I just cannot wait for our listeners to hear you because they are just going to hear. I told them in the intro that they're going to love you because they will hear your smile 
And I just think that is such a good quality in people where you can hear their smile through their words. So you don't even have to look at you to know that you are so happy. <laughs> oh, seriously, thank you. I'm so honored that you asked and just a little pressure of like, I hope I pull through for you. <laughs> Girl, you will. I know it. All right. So I'm going to start with a question about the intro from your own podcast. In your intro, you say, let's rewrite the rules to what success looks like. Now, I know you are a dietitian, a trainer, and an accountability coach, but I'd love for you to share how you have applied that philosophy of rewriting the rules to what success looks, looks like to your own family. Because as our friends are about to find out, you are a forever optimist. And I know this has definitely shaped your family. So I would love for you to tell us how that, how, how you've applied that to you guys. Yes. So when I think about this, I have to give a little bit of the insight in the nutrition fitness world with rewriting your own rules, because I just, I feel that individuals have a really hard time giving themselves credit for their wins in the day. They can have multiple things that have gone right, that they have been successful within, and then a couple off the beaten path, parts of the day go wrong. And, and we all are guilty of beating ourselves up because of that. And so when we think about rewriting the rules to what success looks like, it means that we all have our own success in our day. And that looks different than what your success would look like, than what your neighbor's success would look like, than what your, um, your social media following would look like. And so I, I, and I pair this with another saying that you'll hear come out of my mouth often, and it's eyes on your own paper. And I strongly believe in this because the second we let our eyes drift and we let our success be defined by somebody else's standards, then, then we're in trouble. Then we're not getting to really understand where we're succeeding in the day. So when I transfer that thinking over into my family, this my, my head first goes to my kiddos and how easy it is to get lost in thinking, let's talk sports for a second. And I've got soccer players on my hands and swim teamers in the summer when swim teams actually going and how easy it would be to keep going Well, we should be putting them in this select sport and we should be devoting five days to this sport. And, and when I think about, whoa, keep your eyes on your own paper, does it matter to my kid, A, and does it fit in our family schedule? So I'm always coming back to what defines our family's day of success. And when I look at that type of day, one of my standards is I want to like my day. I want to at the end, and this won't happen every day, but at the end of most days, I want to lay my head down on my pillow and feel, you know, it was good. We spent time together. We grew together but not that like exhausted fell into bed because we all ran ourselves around ragged. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, you said it's all about the little wins through the day. And I think it's so important to talk about that a day can be full of wins and losses. Yes. Right. And that's okay. So I think that's exactly what I take from rewriting the rules to what success looks like sometimes with our own families is when we lay our bed, our head on the pillow, <laughs> if we had some losses, it's okay. Did our wins outweigh that? Right. And 
are we good about that, right? Do we feel good about right. that? So something else that has been coming up often in some client conversations is that it's we don't take we don't count our wins that come easy to us that we forget that like maybe you Jennifer it's not a problem to go to bed at a normal hour or to spend that time at dinner with your family or and because it comes easy to you that you might not chalk it up as a win in your day and I think it's just so important that it's okay for things to come easy it still is a win and that's I don't know I just find that don't forget about the easy stuff I am so glad you said that Lindsay because I agree. And I, I myself can forget that as well. The things that come easy to us are still wins. We, we should look at them that way and we should celebrate what we do well, even if it's something that we've done well for years, right? Because it, it is providing success for us. Right. So I'm glad you brought that up. I want to talk to you about your book direction, not perfection. Your name is just brilliant. We've heard that phrase before, but I, I think that it is so telling in our journey in health, as well as motherhood in our families, that it's just about moving forward. But you say mm-hmm. something in there that I think we all need to pause and really think about. You say, we have to put on our own oxygen mask first. I think we've heard that airplane mantra used before, but what does that really mean in the real world? You know, I love that you're asking it that way, like real world. Um, It's one of those things I believe that we for sure have all heard it and we could even preach it to somebody else, but when it comes down to it and it's our turn to do a little self-care or to put ourselves first, that a lot of us really struggle with that. And I think that's normal to say that. I don't think that that's, it's not a bad thing. It's an honest thing. Like we, we struggle and to carve out the time, I don't know if we're just talking to mamas or who's out there, but I'm going to say moms in general struggle. And when I was thinking about put on your own oxygen mask first, if I also like, we can't pour from an empty cup. We have to have fuel for ourselves before we're going to be that caretaker that we're all striving to be and fighting for. So do you have, okay, I want you to give our listener out there a friend who's sitting there on the other side of this and she's thinking, that's awesome, but I wake up in the morning and I cannot even think about myself because I have to do this and that and my mind is going a million places and I have to be the keeper of all the things and the keeper of all the moments and the keeper of all the schedules. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, it's nice. I love that you're telling me that, but I can't do it. I don't have time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would picture that that would be the exact conversation that almost every mom and depending on season of life, depending on where their kids are and My response to that and the way that I coach is through questions, but since I'm going to just give advice while we're just podcasting and I can't ask these questions, it really comes down to looking at your entire day and, and really assessing, am I as busy as I think I am? Are things taking as long as I think they are? And am I putting things on my plate that aren't mine to put on my plate? 
And am I just never asking for help? Because that's where my brain goes first is, are we, we have to ask for help and are we? You know, I had someone give me some advice years ago, right when my kids started school and we were getting into, you know, busier things. And she said, sometimes you have to say no to the good things. You're going to have to say no. And I picture that so much with us as mothers of our family and trying to get to the end of the day and the end of the journey and just knowing we did it all well. And we want to say yes to all the good things, but it's okay to say no to the good things also. And I I think we don't give ourselves enough grace for that. Oh, absolutely. And I have to share this because I remember this day so vividly. I was standing in the kitchen with my husband and he was being super sweet and he's a full-time, you know, businessman. And he had the best advice that I feel like was coming kind of from this business world. And he looked at me and he goes, Lindsay, my coworker said this the other day, and I'm going to shout it to you. Like you can be a best friend. You can be an amazing mom. You can be an amazing career woman. You can be a woman of faith. You're not typically going to be able to be them all in the same day. Rarely can somebody pull all that off, except yet women try. We try to be the friend, the mom, the daughter, the the follower of Christ. And, and it gets us into like, whoa, we have a lot of, of things to fill in the day that just it's unrealistic. It comes down to expectations. Mm. Isn't that funny? I completely agree with you. And I am certainly guilty of trying to feel that way. I think we trick ourselves into thinking that we can mostly because there's a lot of days where we do feel like we did it all. Yay. Okay. I made lunch while I scheduled my kid's doctor's appointment, while I checked my kid's math problems. I gave him a nice gift kiss. We prayed before the meal and they went off and we think, yay, I just did it all because I'm super mom, but that can't last forever. Right? (laughs) Right. I know it's almost like cruel that we can feel that feeling because it feels so good. (laughs) Yes. But it's not realistic daily. It really is. So, so that leads me to my next question. How can we help diminish the guilt and diminish the feeling of being self-serving or selfish with our time. Because here we are talking about how good it is to put our own oxygen mask on first and to know that we can't do it all and to say no to good things. But aren't we still going to feel the guilt? This answer came to me through a book. And it was almost like it was highlighted and underlined for me. It was one of those moments where I was like, whoa, okay, I hear you loud and clear. Um, I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's from Famous in Heaven, Famous at Home by Michelle Myers. And what she had said was, you have a question to ask yourself to assess um, when when you're feeling guilty about things. And that task that you're about to take on, is it helping? or is it hindering within your life? And some examples within that would be the mom who goes off to exercise and let's say it takes an hour and you come back and you have less stress and you're kinder to your children, you have more patience, 
And life just kind of got easier from that exercise moment on that it would be a really easy, yes, it helped. So when you are having those guilt feelings of, wow, I'm taking a whole hour away from my kids, from my spouse in the day to go work out, when you can define it as, whoa, I, it makes me a way better mom. I'm role modeling. There's all these positives that are flowing out of it. As long as you like take the time to build the insight and recognize it, then it starts to become an easier yes. Now on the flip side of that, when we think about, is it helping or hindering? There's sometimes the mentality of, and this could come with weight loss or this could come with whatever, like I'm going to go spend two to three hours at the gym because I'm trying to get to a certain size, or I'm trying to get to a certain whatever, I'm training for something, and all of a sudden, three hours has gone by, you come home, you're exhausted, the family's kind of disoriented, there's, it, nothing positive is coming out of that, that that becomes a clear, okay, this is not helping my family for me to be doing this, this is more hindering, and is it something that I should continue to pursue? So, the word that keeps popping into my mind, Lindsay, as you're saying this is threshold. There is mm. a threshold that is the difference between self-serving in a good way and then yeah. crossing over to the guilt of too much. And then there's the guilt of too little. Yeah. So what a challenge for us, right? And I, I think yeah. that it is always going to, you know, some of us are always going to have that as a challenge of finding the happy point. And I, I like to say that it's, it's just constantly learning and evolving. And as we go through different seasons, those thresholds change, right? Right. I, I was waking up every morning at 5.30 to get a workout in before 6 a.m. when my children would wake up for school. And when our schedules changed and my children weren't waking up at 6 a.m. anymore, that kind of pushed my whole rhythm off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I had to readjust the whole guilt factor because I wasn't working out the way I wanted to, so I wasn't getting that energy. And then oh gosh, I can't work out when the kids are awake because I should be paying attention to them. And I think it's all about seasons, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And that's the direction, not perfection part, is the grace that we have to give ourselves, that there are times when it is not going to happen how we think it should happen. And I look back at newborns and that toddler time and sleepless years. And in that season, if somebody would have told me to take my creamer out of my coffee, I would have walked the other direction. If somebody would have told me to get to a fitness class, no, not happening. But what was working in my life was walking or running my kids to the park. And that was my check mark for fitness for the day and to keep in food that just made me happy at that moment because I had years to keep working on that. And then to look at myself now with school-aged children and how much everything's changed. And now it's so fun to go to the gym because this season of life opened it up again. And it's fun to be in the kitchen. But but there are just some seasons that it's hard. I completely agree. And it's funny you brought up the newborn season and working out then because that's actually one of those choices. The choice that I made to work out when my 
babies were little is exactly why you and I know each other. <laughs> yes. Because I met your sister-in-law through my stroller fit class. Yes. And so you never know where those decisions are going to take you and what path you're going to be on. I love to live my life knowing that everything happens for a reason. So it's really neat that you brought up that example because I feel like me saying yes to serve myself and get up and go to these stroller classes with my little babies when it wasn't easy right. put me into the path of so, so much goodness for myself and years to come because here oh. we are 10 years later yes, after I met Emily so and getting to know you. How cool is that? I agree. And your points bringing up what I was going to say too is like, it really helps me to think forward thinking because if you can get out of this moment, this like this now, and just think about like, again, the role modeling and what you would want your kids to be doing when they have babies, they, you wouldn't wish that guilt upon your own kiddos. And I think about what my mom and my dad role modeled. And I just feel like when we can just think forward, it really helps in the now decisions. This bonus question with Lindsay is brought to you by our amazing Together for Date Night, where you get to have 105 stickers with your favorite person. It's made especially for couples dating and want to get closer to married for many decades. This one is from our Circle of Trust category, which is one of seven categories, and here is what it says. Lindsay, how would your family describe the qualities you had as a child that made you into the person you are today? Oh, okay, let's think. So I have a couple of things that are gonna come out in this. One, if you heard how I talk to my kids, I, they would probably be like, I think you were born to be a coach because I just, I get a lot of enjoyment out of, and how do you feel about that? And why does that make sense in your life? <laughs> so, and I remember doing that with friends growing up and just really enjoying those heart to heart conversations. I've always enjoyed digging the next level deeper. Um, and I am a personal trainer, as you know, and I get a lot of excitement out of watching other people succeed and see victories. I remember training or doing some 5Ks with friends or my mom or, and I'm always the person that stays to the other person's pace to just like enjoy crossing the finish line together because that has always brought me a lot of joy. Like let's do it together. <laughs> so Okay, none of this surprises me. I love this. I love picturing you as your teenager self and having your friends just know how much they can count on you because they know Lindsay is always gonna be the one that picks them up when they're down or gets them over that finish line, either figuratively or literally. And that's awesome. I love thinking about that forward thinking and what's the plan for later, because so often we get stuck and trapped in the hustle and I'll get through today. Let me just get through today. And, and then you wish that away to get through tomorrow. But if you just kind of step back and think, where do I want to be? Then the decisions you're making today will take shape into where you're going, right? I remember on one of your podcasts, Lindsay, you said something about, you had an analogy for sled riding down a hill and that when you go down a hill, 
it's you don't have the tractions and you slip all the way down and and it's or you can't get down the snow i mean because you don't have anything paved yet and you don't know where you're going do you remember i know what you're talking about yes sorry it took me a minute (laughs) okay yeah sorry i just threw this one at you but um i remember thinking here you explain the analogy but i um the reason i'm bringing this up is because i think it brings up the point of practicing over and over those things that we desire for ourselves to grow as individuals and be the best version of ourselves so that we can be the best version for our, whatever our role is within our families and for our friends and things like that. But that it doesn't happen overnight and it takes practice and practice and commitment. So bring everyone, bring our friends up to this point (laughs) with your analogy. Okay. (laughs) So what I was picturing with this, and it probably came as we were sledding, it's that first time down the hill when you're dragging the tube or the sled down and there's no path yet. And so that first time down is dragging, 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 and then you climb back up the hill. And the next time down is even dragging. And then eventually by that fifth, sixth, seventh time, now the sled or the inner tube are just sailing down. And I had a friend have an awesome analogy with this too. So I'm going to throw out both, which everyone will connect with your listeners more. But it was the whole concept that like when we have a path that we usually take, it's very clear. Like if you're, if you picture this dirt road with all the trees cleared on each side and, and it's an easy, smooth path. And that's the one that we're used to taking when we're trying to carve out the new habit the new path i'll picture jungle like and you've got your machete and you're just chopping down as you go and it's hard and it's effort and there's blood sweat and tears in it but the next time you you come to that path and if you chop away a little more it becomes clear and clear it's not that the other path ever goes away it's just that your new path will become easier if you just like you said you got to stick with it ah i love that i can't wait (laughs) (laughs) to just keep thinking of that one. And gosh, I think that gives so so much encouragement to just know that we're all normal, just (laughs) trying out these paths and just sticking with what we know is best for us. Yeah. And I think that it's important to know that the old path doesn't go away. I'm going to hit on that again, because people just have this, and I do too, this expectation of once I get over this hump, then that issue that hardship that goes away and i think one of the life's ugh, moments for us is it's back <laughs> like i was doing so well on my fitness or nutrition or i was doing so well like doing family dinners and and then where did it go and why is it hard again and then it's just that promise of like get back up keep going do it again that that's where we we start to continue to find those wins and this is where i love your game jennifer I have to say, my sister-in-law, who you met in your stroller fit class, had gifted your family dinner game to my family. And I am embarrassed to say that <laughs> it took us a little while to get it out. It was one of those things that was like, oh, thank you. And then it sat there for a bit. And then one night we got it out. And I kid you not, we have sailed our way through it and are onto our next one. But like the amount of laughs and giggles and good conversations that, and I'm telling you this is why I was thinking about it is because sometimes we're in this awesome flow of eating dinner together and the game comes out and there's these like sentimental great moments together. And then the two months can go by 
and we're running around and we're like, where did those nights go? They'll come back. It'll come back, but it's just not promised every day. Like we had kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. No, oh, thank you for saying that. I'm yes. I love that the stickers can just come out and make those moments just happen without you caring and you get to the end of your day and you're so tired and you, you want it to come, but it's like brain work to pull out how to make these things happen. And the, the stickers will do it for you. Thank you for sharing that with me, Lindsay. I know your family loves them. You're always such a good encouragement to me. We do. We do. That's, <laughs> you didn't tell me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want you to just give our listeners three tips real quick. Some quick self-care habits they could do today, tomorrow to make them go to bed tonight and feel really great. Like they got a great win. Okay. I think number one is carving out an unexpected like amount of time. A lot of us think that we need to give ourselves an hour, two hours of time to like come back and feel rejuvenated. My, my big tip for you is take 10 minutes in the morning. If you can, before your kids feet hit the floor, or maybe you're a night owl. I am not. That would maybe be 10 minutes at night before you go to bed and take that time to either organize your thoughts for the day. Maybe that's your time with a devotional, but you deserve 10 minutes in a day. And if you cannot find that, then you need to reach out to Jennifer and I, and we will help you find that. <laughs> um, tip number two would be permission. Just permission to take your babies on a walk with a stroller, put in headphones and listen to an uplifting podcast. Uh, a lot of us, again, think that that doesn't count as exercise, and it absolutely does, uh, to take that walk with a friend to the park and go push your kids on a swing or whatever season of life you're in, that time you can kind of multitask. And so pick a podcast that you love, pick a book on tape that you love or a music station, but like fill your body, your veins, your blood with some, some positivity and, and goodness. And then tip number three, I already said it, I'm gonna say it again, ask for help. And I'm telling you, this was really hard for me too. I remember those earlier years and telling my husband, like, I don't know why I have to ask. <laughs> you should just like know to jump in. Don't, don't I look tired or don't you think I want to work out too? And here's what I learned from that is the second that I said, Hey, do you care if I go grab a workout? His response was always like, sure, no problem. Swooped up the kids. And I went off and I was like, Oh, it was that easy. All I had you to know, do like, was ask. <laughs> ask. Yes. Thank so you for those, Lindsay. What I love that you just told us about what you just told us is that they are realistic. Just take 10 minutes. That's it. It's fine. We, we can all do this. I hope that you friends out there will definitely take some of Lindsay's little pointers today or tomorrow and do something really, really good for yourself. All right, Lindsay. So now the question that we ask every guest, what's one thing helping your family stick together right now? Ooh. All right. Let's think. So I always do this to you. I have, I have two responses, <laughs> maybe more than you're asking for, but something that is front of mind at the moment is when my husband and I were dating in college, one of our first dates was going out on a run together. And I just remember like loving that time. And then we worked out all the time together. That's always been a special moment for us. And it disappeared when kids came and for better, for worse, whatever. But you know, it's hard enough to find your own workout time, let alone 
time for you and the husband to work out. So I feel like the quarantine with him working from home and our kids being a little older and they can watch themselves for an hour, we have taken off and done bike rides together. We have done walks and runs. So that's really strengthened our marriage. I almost forgot how much that is good for my soul, our souls, such great talk time. So that's my spouse example. And then just thinking as a family, um, for your listeners who don't know this, we I used to live in Ohio, but I am now out in Arkansas. And it's just a glorious amount of outside activity. And what has really been cool for our family since we have moved here is we ended up in the quarantine getting bikes because we're just looking for more outside activities. And this week we jumped on bikes and went to a putt-putt course that reopened and everyone had so much fun that Nick and I looked at each other and we were like, we felt like we just had a date. We felt like the family had a date and it's sticking. It's going to stay with us. Even once everything lifts quarantine over, this is going to keep happening for our family. Yay, such great examples that are real that everyone can listen to and think, yay, I can do that for my family too. It's just such an easy way to become stronger. I'm so glad you guys are sticking together. No, thank you. For our friends out there, everything that Lindsay talked about will be in the show notes. So if you were running, if you were driving, if you were folding laundry, if you were working, whatever you were doing and you couldn't take notes, don't worry. We got you covered. And I will have the together for date night sticker question right there. So you can ask that with your family tonight. Lindsay, please tell our listeners where they can get all your goodness all the time at your podcast, in your book, on your website. They can send you a message. You are full of so much goodness that I want them to keep having. You're awesome, Jennifer. Um, So my podcast, Direction Not Perfection, is on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And you can message me through that. You can also get on my Facebook professional page, which is house lifestyles, all one word. I'm also on Instagram at house lifestyles and, uh, Facebook's probably my easiest message message me. You'll probably get the fastest response back. I also have a website, www.healthaccountabilitycoach.com. And is that where you would like people to purchase your book? Direction, not perfection. Yes, they can go there. Yes, or reach out to me because I always keep a little stash too. I am a huge advocate of, I love writing in them before I give them to people. So I, I normally like to ship them out on my own, but yes, they can get it through my website or, or reach out personally. Awesome. Lindsay, thank you for being here with us today to share with everybody all your wonderful advice and tips and just for being you. And I definitely feel like my cup has been filled just by sitting here with you. Oh my goodness, me too. I'm just so honored. And something that I always want to shout out is just cheers to health and happiness to all of your listeners. Cheers. Oh, you all, I hope you loved this episode. I hope you are sitting there right now feeling less guilty for ever putting yourself first and for just wanting to go do something good for yourself. I get it, you all. I know that when we try to do something for ourselves, we feel like it's at the expense of doing something for our family instead. But I hope you walk away really understanding that whole idea of putting our oxygen masks on first and how we cannot pour from an empty cup. 
It is okay. I want you all to do something really good for yourself. This is why I wanted Lindsay to be one of our first guests on Families That Stick Together. So pick something this week from this episode that you think, yes, I can do that. I will feel stronger and better about myself and I don't have to feel selfish. Do it and have a great week. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.